So hello and welcome to the Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and creators of the Fit Over 40 method. And for more information about what we do, head to www.fit40info.com. So in today's episode, we're going to be revealing the best and worst snacks to lose weight, specifically for women over 40. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's podcast. So one thing that we get asked time and time again when we're helping women in their 40s and in their 50s to lose weight is what are the best snacks to lose weight when you're over 40? And it can be so difficult to know what's the best thing to do when it comes to snacking because there is so much conflicting advice out there. And for a lot of the women we work with, they are they tend to be quite good at sticking to healthy choices in their main meals, especially if you know, they're actively trying to lose weight. They might have healthy meals for their main courses, but then snacking ends up being their downfall. And whether that's going for crisps or chocolate or biscuits or cake, and we're going to go through some of the, the snacks you might want to avoid um, later in the podcast. But a lot of the women we work with kind of found themselves drawn to these unhealthy foods, especially after having a stressful day at work as well. Maybe you can relate. And the problem with this is if you choose the wrong snacks, it can quickly add up to thousands of extra calories per week. And if you're already in your 40s and 50s, you're already dealing with changing hormones, your body's going through physical changes as you approach the menopause, which can make it easier to gain weight, especially around the middle and more difficult to lose it. If all of that's going on and you're also consuming extra calories because of this out of control snacking, um, it can be easy for your weight to quickly start spiraling out of control just from having a few little little kind of snacks each week and this leaves loads and loads of women choosing clothes to cover up problem areas instead of wearing what they like hating shopping for clothes because nothing fits them quite right anymore staring at this wardrobe full of amazing clothes that they can no longer wear and just worrying that they'll never be able to get their weight under control or that this is just part of the aging process that they're going to have to accept and that's never a nice situation for anyone to be in but the good news is there is a way to enjoy eating snacks every day without that making a difference to your waistline. It just comes down to knowing which snacks to eat and which snacks to avoid. So in today's podcast, we're gonna reveal the best and worst snacks for women over 40 who are looking to lose weight and tone up. So I think the first thing we need to establish then is what do we actually want from a snack that's gonna be healthy, that's gonna help you as a woman over 40? So the first thing, it's pretty straightforward, but we can't get around this. We want that snack to not be too many calories. If that snack is too many calories, it will definitely not help you lose weight and it may even be causing you to gain weight. We can't get around the simple science and this applies to you whether you're over 40 or not, um, that if you consume too many calories, your body has to store the excess calories as fat. It can't do anything if it has too many calories coming in. Um, and snack calories can add up really fast, as Ben already said, if you do pick the wrong things. And in our experience, working with lots and lots of women in this area, many people don't actually gain weight because of their meal portions. Some do, some are eating the same as their partner or their husband, and that's probably not right um, for most women. But many are gaining the weight because of the extras. It's the stuff outside the meals. It's the biscuits or the cake or the crisps or the chocolate that's all stacking up to just be way too much. And if you could pick a better snack that's not so high in calories, that's gonna make this much, much more easy. 
Now, the other thing we want this to be is filling. We don't just want a snack that's going to be low in calories, but not filling, because otherwise you're going to eat it, you're going to be hungry, and then you're just going to want to eat more and more and more, because some of the sort of unhealthy snacks are not too high in calories, but they're just not filling. So the two things we want to look for here is something with a higher protein content and with a high fiber content, or at least one or one of the one or the other. It's not always possible to get both in a snack. And what happens if we have high protein or high fiber? Both these things are kind of the slowest digesting things. So when they enter your body, when you eat them, if they're high in protein or high in fiber, it takes a very long time for your body to digest them and break them down. And therefore it releases the energy very slowly. And then it keeps you full for a long period of time because you've got that slow release of energy. And it's an analogy for this is it's kind of like putting a big log on a fire. If you eat something high in protein or high in fiber, it's like putting a big log on a fire. That log will then burn for hours and hours and hours and release energy for hours afterwards. If you eat something, we'll talk about it in just a minute, that you want to avoid, like when it's high in sugar, then that's going to have the opposite effect. It's kind of like pouring petrol on the fire. There's a big burst of flames. There's a big release of energy and then it's gone. And then that fire is going to risk going out very quickly. Again, if you don't put more and more petrol on that fire or more some other source of fuels, that's what can happen with sugary snacks. So you want something that's filling. We want something that's not too high in calories. And then lastly, obviously, we want something that hits the spot if you're craving something sweet or decadent. So if you are feeling a bit hormonal, it's quite common. Well, it is normal to have elevated cravings. So, for example, if it's the week before a period, it's very normal for cravings to be elevated due to changes in estrogen and progesterone. And this means you're going to need something that actually does hit the spot there. Otherwise, you're going to end up just eating everything and anything. And same same kind of thing can happen around uh, menopause or perimenopause so in the run up to menopause if you've got lots of fluctuating hormones again you can get sporadic cravings for no obvious reason um, just due to these hormonal changes um, so you need something that's going to hit the spot so it doesn't have to be something boring just like oh just have fruit you know the typical dieting advice you want something that does really satisfy that craving we've got loads of good ideas for you on that today and then the last thing it needs to be really Ideally, we want something that's not too much sugar because as I talked about before, it's kind of not a long-term uh, release of energy. It's a very short spike of energy, which generally will then, it can kind of create this sugar roller coaster where you're eating sugar, you're getting that quick energy boost, then you're getting a big energy crash and then immediately your cravings are back and even stronger than ever. And the more you have, the more you want and you want to eat more and more and more sugar. And the same kind of thing can happen with really highly processed carbohydrates. So sort of anything beige, that's a pretty good judge if it's beige again it's probably not going to be very filling um, and therefore that means you're going to want to eat more and more and then lastly sugar can also make menopause side effects much much worse so it will exacerbate hot flushes it might also affect your sleep or your energy levels so again you really want to avoid those things so that's kind of what you're looking for something not too many calories that's filling and it hits the spot and it's not going to make those menopausal or hormonal side effects any worse what do we want to avoid though ben so the main things that you want to avoid, um, one's been mentioned here already in the comments, but biscuits is definitely one to avoid. The problem with biscuits is they are, they take a few of those boxes that you don't want to tick. So, you know, they're very high in calories and they're not remotely filling. So it's very, very easy to eat too much. Just to give an example, five bourbons, which are, you know, let's face it, most people could easily, easily eat five bourbons, especially if you're sat at your desk, you're just kind of picking from a pack of biscuits. Those five, bour five bourbons, though, would be 340 calories, which is the equivalent of having four packs of Squares crisps or having an entire healthy meal. You could have like a massive bowl of oats. You could have some yogurt with fruit. You could probably get away with some, you know, chicken, rice and vegetables or something. You could fit an entire meal into those little five bourbons and they're, they're not going to fill you up. And they're just so easy to eat. 
The second thing to avoid would be chocolate. So like a small sharing bag of chocolates might be about 450 to 500 calories, which is going to be the equivalent of two large jacket potatoes. So if you imagine having two massive jacket potatoes on a plate and you eat through those entire jacket potatoes, um, you're probably not going to feel like eating anything more after having those huge jacket potatoes. If you, uh, in, in contrast, had like a, a sharing bag of chocolates, you could probably get through that sharing bag of chocolates and feel like I could probably eat another one of those. They're, again, not very filling at all. Very easy to eat, especially if you're kind of absentmindedly just sat in front of the TV, just eating them one by one. Um, it's easy to just get through the whole packet without almost without even realizing it. The next thing to avoid are unhealthy crisps. So there are some types of crisps which are going to be lower in calories, which are going to be, um, they're going to fit much better into your overall calorie allowance. We'll cover those later. But you want to avoid the kind of really fatty, unhealthy crisps. So a good example would be kettle chips. So for a small pack of kettle chips, it's going to be about 150 to 160 calories per small pack. But let's face it, when you have those big, those, those kettle chips, a lot of the time you buy them in one of those big packs, big kind of sharing bag. And again, it's another thing that once you pop that bag open, if you're sat there eating it in front of the TV, especially when there's nothing more to, there's not, not massively loads of exciting stuff you can go out and do. So you're more likely to sit for longer in front of the TV at the moment. It's easy to just get through half of that bag and half of that bag could be 450, 500 calories. And if you keep going and eat the whole bag, it could be 800 or 900 calories, which is enough to make a huge difference in terms of your, your weight and your body. The next thing to avoid, and these might all sound really obvious, but cake is probably not the best idea of a thing to snack on. Again, cake is very, very high in calories. It's, um, you know, if you've, you've probably made a cake before, but you know that you're gonna put in a lot of butter or margarine, yogurt, which is really high in calories. You're gonna put in a lot of sugar, which is really high in calories. The next thing you're gonna put in is flour, which again is very dense in calories. Um, but a piece of cake is not necessarily very filling and it's easy to eat a huge amount of calories. So for example, if you have um, those sort of Tesco's finest chocolate cakes, it might be about this big. They're not an absolutely huge cake. They're the one that comes in, comes in a little sort of square box with a plastic window on it. You've probably seen it. Um, but like a small sized finest chocolate cake, the whole cake is 1,650 calories. So for example, if you bought that and you had a family of four people and you were sharing that, you might have a quarter of the cake each, which is going to be more than 400 calories each for that small piece of cake. And as you said before, Robert, it's if you've already had your dinner, you've already had your main meal, then you have pudding and you have a cake, it could double the calories of your, of your entire meal, which could again make a huge difference. And the last stack you might want to avoid is toast. So eating toast, it's not very filling, especially if it's just white bread. You'll you'll have that piece of toast with, um, and usually, let's face it, when you're having a piece of toast, you'll usually have butter on it. So you'll add loads of calories of butter. You might then also have jam or marmalade or some other just sugary spread. Um, but that piece of toast, it probably, you know, it'll be delicious in the moment, but it's but an hour or two later, you're going to still be hungry again. It's not going to fill you up. And to kind of add the calories up, um, of, of how much how much you're going to get for an average piece of toast. If you have a thick glanary slice, so without any toppings at all, just one piece of toast, it's going to be 110 calories. So if you if you start out with having two pieces of toast, which for me, that would be how much I'd go for for a snack, two pieces of bread. I think, oh, it's just two pieces of bread. It's not too much. We're already at 220 calories there. As soon as we've added butter or margarine to each of those two pieces of toast, 
they're now gonna be 400 calories for those two pieces of toast. And then we add the jam and marmalade to that too. And you'll end up with 500 calories just from having two pieces of toast on the plate, which again is equivalent to more than having two large jacket potatoes. And if you think, would you, what's gonna fill you up more? Two little pieces of toast or two massive jacket potatoes. It's easy to see how you can quickly add up your calories through making the wrong choices. So none of these foods are healthy. None of them are gonna be good for your body long-term and they're all packed full of calories, which make it particularly hard to lose weight, especially if you're a woman over 40. But there are much better options out there which will hit the spot and they will fill you up and Rob's got a few he's going to go through now, I think. Yeah, we'll go back and forth on this because we've got quite a few snacks here. I'm sure some of you guys will, uh, who are listening live will like some of these and won't like some of these. So we've got a big range that you can kind of pick from. And we'll explain why each of these snacks as well is actually a good choice and why it's a healthy choice and you know why it's going to work better for you as a woman over 40. So the first thing I recommend is reduced fat hummus. And I'd serve that with carrots, cucumber or celery or some sort of, it could even be pepper, but some sort of um, vegetable chopped up because hummus contains some healthy protein. So that will help keep you full. But hummus is made with fats and made with oil usually. So the reduced fat hummus will keep the calories a lot lower. So I'd always go for reduced fat. If you pick the right one, usually it tastes quite nice still. You can get flavored ones. You can get red pepper one or sweet chili, whatever, you know, whatever suits you just get the reduced fat version and then having it with the carrots or having it with the cucumber or having it with the celery will barely add any calories to it at all. So you can eat basically unlimited carrots or cucumber or celery. They're almost all water. Um, so the veg is going to be very high in fiber as well, and that will digest slowly. So it'll keep you full combined with the protein that hummus will then keep you full of it even longer. And it's really, really good for you as well. So that's the first thing I'd recommend. If you don't, you know, if you like hummus, get some reduced fat hummus, have it with the carrots, cucumber, celery. I would avoid having it with toast or pita bread if you're trying to lose weight. Because as Ben talked about before, pita is basically the same as the toast he mentioned. Pretty high in calories and not actually that filling. Whereas those carrots, cucumber, or celery would be like 10% of the calories. So the next snack we recommend would be savory snacker jacks. So you can get those sort of small packs, those individual packs, which are probably better because if you buy a big pack of anything, like I said, with the kettle chips before, if you buy a big bag, it's easier to get through the, the, um, all those calories. If you buy a small bag, your portion is already measured out. So you, you're not, you're not going to eat as many of them. These are very, very low in calories. So a small packet of Snacker Jacks is about hundred calories compared to fancy crisps, like something like kettle chips, which are going to be like 160 calories per pack. Um, rice cakes oh sorry I'm going into the next one you can do rice cakes as well the kind of link to those snacker jacks are also rice cakes that have a small amount of peanut butter on as well so if you take normal rice cakes there the actual rice cake itself is only going to be about 35 calories if you put half a tablespoon of peanut butter on there and a little slice of apple or something a few thin slices of apple it might end up as 80 calories for the whole thing and not only is it 80 calories but it's going to be 80 much healthier calories than than maybe something that you might have instead so on to fruit because we've had a good question actually whilst we're on live so from uh from kate she said is too much fruit bad so we're going to talk about that as well because i know that's a really common question um, i hear we definitely would recommend fruit as a snack um the thing people worry about with fruit is they think it's really high in sugar which it is but it's a different form of sugar so there are different forms of sugar the form of sugar in fruit 
is not the same as in like a cake or biscuit. It's not going to spike your insulin levels. It's not going to have a load of negative side effects. Um, and fruit also comes, if you eat it as a whole form, so it's not processed in some sort of juice or something, then it's going to come um, with fiber as well. So usually the skin of the fruit or the seeds, they, they're fibrous. That will slow that digestion down. So it will keep you fuller for longer again. Um, so fruit is fine. I've never found someone eating too much fruit has messed up the results. Never, ever. It's always the biscuits or the alcohol or, you know, sitting down too much or something like that. It's never fruit. So I wouldn't worry about eating too much fruit. But if you're going to pick a particular fruit, I would pick berries because berries are the lowest in calories and they're pretty high in fiber as well. Um, so they'll keep you full for a really long time. So for example, a whole medium sized punnet of strawberries. So one of those fairly significant size ones, if you eat the entire thing, it's 60 calories. Like that's way less than a small bag of crisps. Even um, it's, it's, it's so small. It's not even, you know, something that equivalent size of chocolate would be like thousands of calories or equivalent size of, uh, crisps again so it's basically no calories for for how filling it is so definitely go for berries if you're unsure strawberries blueberries raspberries blackberries whichever one of those you like i know it's not necessarily the season at the moment but you can still get them and that'll fill you up for for way way longer and it won't cause you any issues so the next one you might want to might want to go for are just having a few nuts so nuts are are really really good you know they, they're high in healthy fats they're high in fiber they're going to also contain vitamins and minerals, as with anything that's going to have grown in the ground and is a natural product. But they are quite calorie dense, so they're one to kind of watch out for. Again, avoid like, you know, taking the whole bag of nuts into the living room and then sitting there. You could easily get through hundreds or thousands of calories in front of the TV. So key with nuts is just get yourself like a little ramekin or something or a little bowl, pour out a few nuts, weigh out about 20 grams is probably a good portion amount. Um, and then that's going to make sure you don't have too many and you can just kind of snack on them slowly because you'll you want to eat them slowly because there won't be that many in the bowl but yeah nuts can be good but they they are just one to watch out for because they are quite calorie dense and when you're choosing your nuts as well the simpler the better really so the best nuts are going to be the kind of raw unprocessed nuts are probably going to be the best ones for you um, if you don't really like the taste of completely unflavored boring nuts then I'd probably just go for, go for something simple again. So just like roasted and salted is probably the, the simplest ones. Avoid those like, um, I can't remember what they're called now. The honey roasted. Honey roasted ones, yeah, that have like sugar on the outside. Avoid any of the kind of highly flavored um, ones where the toppings could add even more calories to those nuts as well. Okay, so the next thing we'd recommend um, as well as nuts, it's kind of similar again, it's kind of like a bar snack is olives. So Olives are actually, they're moderately high in calories, but they're not too high. So they're about 60 calories for 10 olives. So again, you don't really, they're quite vinegary olives generally. So you're not going to want to eat you know, millions and millions of them. So they're not too high in calories and they're really high in healthy fats. So these are fats that are going to be good for you, good for your heart, good for your good cholesterol. Um, just like olive oil is good for you. So again, olives are a nice snack. I like to have them a few, few nuts, few olives, and that kind of can hit the spot for me. And then the next one, which is kind of similar to nuts, are dry roasted edamame beans. So they're a good vegetarian, high protein snack. They have double the amount of protein compared to nuts. Nuts are often, people recommend nuts as like a high protein snack. Edamame beans are going to have double the protein compared to the same amount of nuts. And then they've also got half the calories compared to the same amount of nuts as well. So they're kind of more of a niche thing. You might not be able to find them 
in your supermarket where you would find all the nuts. They might be in there depending on where you're going to go shopping, but you might have to find them online and order them in. But it's a it's a really really good one: dry roasted edamame beans. Yeah, especially if you're a vegetarian. I, I actually looked before this, so Tesco's do have them now um, online. So again, you can get them there. I found them in TK Maxx once. Don't know why. <laughs> in that checkout queue in TK Maxx, I just found them and thought, oh, these are interesting. And they, uh, they're definitely a good nut alternative. And on the same kind of vibe, again, I suppose, as the, the olives and the nuts, we'd also recommend beef jerky or biltong. So that's dried steak, basically. Um, so it's going to be very high in protein. It's, it comes in packets, so you can transport it. So if you're on the go, you can take it with you in the car. Um, it's quite chewy. Biltong should be a bit less chewy. It depends on the quality, but it can be a bit chewy. But that also actually helps. The more you're chewing a food, the more filling it will sort of will be. And it's not very high in calories either. So it's very high in protein. So it'll keep you full for hours. It's not high in calories um, and it's pretty transportable again. So beef jerky is another good one. Uh, the next one would be 85% or 90% dark chocolate. So the big advantage of 85 or 90% dark chocolate is it's going to have a lot less sugar than your conventional sort of chocolate, which is going to be, you know, mostly sugar. Um, the good thing about them though is they'll hit the spot they'll kind of satisfy your craving you'll feel like you've had something something a bit of a treat because you've got that chocolate flavor but they're not going to be too moorish it's very very difficult to get through an entire bar of dark chocolate if you are a person who absolutely loves dark chocolate this might be another one that you just have to be a bit careful of and not not go too overboard but for most people you'll find that one square or two squares of 85 or 90 percent dark chocolate will be all you really want and Again, it's not going to contain a massive amount of calories either. I tend to find if you put them in those ramekins, those little glass dishes, yeah, yeah. that's what I do with nuts or with chocolate. I'll put like one or two squares in and take it to the sofa and then I'm not going to eat the whole bar. So I'd always recommend that as well. So now we're going to move on to the kind of most delicious snacks. We've done some of the sort of more traditionally healthy ones. Now we're going to go on to the sort of more naughty ones, but these things all really will hit the spot again if you're having those cravings. So if it's like the week um, of a period and you're having those extra strong cravings or you're having some hormonal fluctuations around menopause or you haven't slept well or for some other reason, you could be really stressed. You're just really craving something. These things should hit the spot and they're again, not going to have a huge impact. So the first thing we recommend is um, these salted caramel chocolate pots. They're made by a company called the Coconut Collaborative. Most supermarkets do them. They do have some other flavors, but I think these are by far the best. I've tested them all for you. Um, the salted caramel ones are really sort of rich and decadent. So they're really nice. They feel like a sort of goo type dessert, but they're, they're made with coconuts. They're nice and healthy, not with loads of butter. Um, they're only very small as well. And they're about 120 calories, yet they're really rich. And loads of, loads of um, clients on our program have said when they've tried these, they'd completely hit the spot with the cravings and it's 120 calories versus maybe 500 calories for a sharing bag of Maltesers that would just about hit the same spot. So they're one I would definitely recommend. And another one in the same sort of vein, um, but these are actually way lower calories are Hartley's jellies. You've probably seen them. They're these jelly pots. They're actually quite large. I'm trying to think they're like a small glass size, but they're plastic. Um, they're only about, they're called 10 calorie jellies but they're only actually about three to four calories. So when you look at the label, they're even lower. They are, they do have a little bit of sweetener in, but a little bit of sweetener is a lot better for you than a lot of sugar. So I would go for these unless you have an issue with them with sweetener, which most people don't. 
and they're actually pretty filling. Like we found one in the back of the fridge the other day. They last forever. Um, we found a raspberry one and we had it, me and my girlfriend shared it for dinner for a dessert and it hit the spot. It was a raspberry one. It was four calories, two calories each. And it did the job. So again, they're a really good savior. If you just keep a few of them in the fridge, they last forever. Um, I think the strawberry and raspberry flavors are the nicest. Some of the blueberry sort of color ones, they taste a bit chemically. So the next one is an alternative to ice cream. So there's, there's various kind of healthy ice cream brands out there, but two that we've used before, Halo Top or Breyers, low calorie ice cream. So one of these will be about 300 to 400 calories for a whole tub, which sounds like quite a lot for the whole tub. But the idea is though, the, the key is don't eat the entire tub. But if we compare that to something like Ben and Jerry's or Hagen dazs that's going to be about 1,100 to 1,400 calories per tub. So these healthier alternatives contain kind of four times less calories than your standard ice cream. But they're still really nice. They're still really, really delicious. And you can also, you could also kind of combine them with the jelly that, that you're talking about before, Rob, to have kind of a, a bit of a jelly and ice cream. One thing I like to do when I have these healthy ice creams is I'll have, you know, maybe a quarter of a tub of ice cream. And then I'll also, and then I'll just add a load of other stuff in there. So I might add in berries. I might add in a chopped up banana and have ice cream and fruit, which kind of fills out the bowl and makes the, makes the whole thing seem a bit more filling and a bit bigger. Um, another one then is a 20 second chocolate protein brownie. The recipe for this is in our program cookbook. This is basically just a quick, a quick and easy brownie that you can make, which tastes pretty good but it's, it's also going to be higher in protein and way, way lower in calories. So it's about 150 calories versus more than 400 calories for a kind of real chocolate brownie, but it's still gooey and it's still delicious. So I hope that's been interesting. If you've been thinking, what can I eat? What kind of snacks should I be eating? All of those options we've just run through are going to be way better for you. They're going to keep the calories down. They're going to keep the sugar down. Um, they're going to increase your protein intake um, and fiber intakes. So you're going to stay fuller for longer. And all of those things are going to help you to lose weight um, as a woman over 40 when it is a bit more difficult to do so. And these are all things we recommend to clients inside our program. And just before we wrap it up, I've got an example of um, from Leslie, who's um, again, one of our clients who's gone through our program from Ayrshire and she's a police officer and she's in her early forties and she was working really long shifts. And she said, I joined Trinity as my current role at work is sedentary and my weight was creeping up. I'm going to Australia in October and I want to feel comfortable on the flights and also be able to wear what I want without feeling I have to cover up. I really wish I started sooner. I did the body coach, which didn't work for me due to the massive portion sizes and restrictive foods. This has put me off joining Trinity as I didn't want to go through that again. This program was so flexible. It could fit around my whole life as a shift worker. And it's the best decision I ever made. Since joining Trinity, I've lost 18 pounds and 15.75 inches from my body. I'm more confident and more comfortable in my clothes. My diet is healthier with less convenience foods. And my husband did the work alongside me. So he's lost weight and is looking good too. It's meant I've been able to get control of my diet and fitness again. I like having a plan to follow. And this one fitted my lifestyle and it's achievable because there's no restrictions to what to eat. And it makes me accountable. I'd highly recommend this plan. You're responsible for the results you achieve. And if you put in the work, you'll get results. I achieved my goal, even though I wasn't perfect. I was really stressed during the final few weeks due to work and home issues, but it kept me consistent and consistency was the key for me. So there's just one example from Leslie um, talking about how it's much less restrictive. Um, you, can, you can lose weight whilst eating nice things like we've talked about today. You don't have to cut all of that out and just eat fruit and you know, air and dust. 
in salad. You can actually eat real food. You can eat the same food your family enjoys and you can lose weight. So if you do want to learn more about that, if you want to learn more about our Fit Over 40 program, Ben, where can people go to find out more? Learn more, just head to www.fit40info.com and you can get all the details there. And just one last thing before we wrap up. Uh, Amanda's asked on Instagram, what's the name of the salted caramel snack? It was the Coconut Collaborative is the brand of those salted caramel chocolate plots. Yeah, they're really delicious. So do check them out. So thank you so much again for tuning in for today's podcast. Thank you for listening. And we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the Trinity Podcast. We'll see you then. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trinity Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows. And also please leave us a quick review. It only takes two minutes. We do all of these shows completely for free to help you. So we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all. So thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the Trinity Podcast.